Blog Talk Radio. Okay, let's do this. Jog three miles before breakfast. Make it to work by nine. Run out for a salad at lunch. Oh, time to own that meeting at three. Yes, 10,000 steps. What's next? Fearless is not hitting snooze. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. With more healthy benefits and tools, no one does more to help you live fearless. Sign up at fepblue.org slash action by December 14th. Blog Talk Radio. I hate when my husband works late. Being at home, alone at night, hearing every little creak. It's uncomfortable. I thought I was just being paranoid. Then my girlfriend said she felt the same way when her husband travels. Until they had what she calls their Vivint Talk. Vivint, my friend calls it the best home security system out there. It's super easy to use and fit right into our budget. And I love my video cameras. I can see what's going on in and around my home right from my computer or smartphone. It's actually kind of funny. I told my husband, if you're going to be traveling or working late, I'm getting Vivint. And it's made all the difference. Call now. Not only is installation free, you'll get up to $1,500 worth of Vivint security cameras and equipment today at no charge. Seriously, $1,500. Just pay as little as $99 for activation. Call 877-776-3430. Restrictions apply. 48- or 60-month agreement at minimum $49.99 per month required. Not available in Louisiana. See Vivid.com for license numbers. Blog Talk Radio. Address this issue. 
That is, if you can handle the truth. All right, shalom, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our show. My name is Hashi Yog, and with me I got my brother. Dawa Yod, shalom, brothers and sisters. Uh, okay, we are we happy you able to tune in. And as you heard the topic, um, the title of the topic is called The Diseased People. And um, I know to a lot of people, when you hear something like that, diseased people, it may throw you back like trying to figure out what do they mean by diseased people. Um, so that's kind of the reason why we read the definition of disease. And as we go on in the show, I, I want to um, go back to that definition and focus on certain things that that describe disease. Because uh, one of the things we did mention when we read when we read what the show was about was that people that are addicted to drugs, people that are addicted to drugs are are considered to have a disease. You know, if you are addicted to heroin, cocaine, or whatever, Mm -hmm. or if you even um, if you have an alcohol problem, you and I. Yeah, as we were saying, so if someone is addicted to drugs, they consider they have a disease. But there's a lot of things that people are addicted to that's very similar to a drug addiction. And when you check out the scriptures, because one of the things that that makes it a disease or something abnormal that's going on is that you're not supposed to be addicted to alcohol. You're not supposed to be addicted to drugs. So it's a, it's taking you from from the way you are supposed to normally operate as a person. Mm-hmm. But when you check out the scriptures, in fact, let's start. There's about four scriptures I want to I wanna, uh, hit to kind of lay a foundation to make sure everybody understands the angle we're coming on with this. Because when you really check out the scriptures and you understand the purpose of God in creating uh, man on the earth, you'll see that things are totally out of whack. Let's start with Psalms, the 80, um, 82nd chapter. So I can explain what what exactly it is that we uh, we're talking about, and make sure everybody have a, a clear understanding on what we're what we're trying to bring <clears throat> out. Um, Psalms eighty three, start at verse uh, five. Psalms chapter eighty three, verse five. For they have consulted together with oh, sorry, one. Sorry about okay. that. Eighty two and five. Oh, Psalms eighty two and five. Mm-hmm. And it reads, "They know not, neither will they understand. They walk." They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. So the scripture said they know not. I mean, they have no knowledge. Neither, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. I mean, the things that they're doing, they don't understand. They, the way they, the way they're walking and the things they're doing, it's in darkness. Meaning total ignorance. Mm-hmm. That's why it says the whole foundation of the earth. Are out of course. Out of course means out of the way it's supposed to be operating. Mm-hmm. Things are not operating the way God originally created to operate. So it's just like someone that's on drugs. If it's not operating the way God made it to operate, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Something is something is wrong. <laughs> I want to hear a few scriptures to show you how God originally created things to operate. We're gonna to go to um, Wisdom of Solomon. Uh, the first chapter in the Apocrypha. Well, before you go to that, I just want to add to it. Just like the brother was bringing out, um, you know, a little while ago, you know, you weren't made 
<laughs> to be addicted to cocaine. You know, mm-hmm. you weren't made to be um, addicted to heroin, crack. You know, different forms of opiates and you know all these different different drugs out here. You weren't made to be addicted to these uh, drugs. You know, so now that you see these scriptures. What you're bringing out is now we're going to find out what it is that we're addicted to in our lust. Because we weren't made to be addicted to our lust. We're, exactly. we're, we're, we're definitely um, out of course with that. All right. You said uh, Wisdom of Solomon? Yeah, let's go to uh, Wisdom of Solomon, the first chapter. Wisdom of Solomon and the Apocrypha. Mm-hmm. The books of the Apocrypha, those of you who don't know, um, are books that was part of the original King James. And it's also part of the Catholic Bible, but for some reason they took it out of the Protestant Bible. But the books of the Apocrypha are authentic, and they're accurate with the books of the Old and New Testament. So um, read uh, um, verse 12, Wisdom of Solomon 1, verse 12 down to 16. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 1, verse 12. And it reads, Seek not death in the air of your life. And pull not upon yourselves destruction with the works of your hands. For God made not death, neither have he pleasure in the destruction of the living. For he created all things that they might have their, excuse me, that they might have their being. And the generations of the world were healthful. And there is no poison of destruction in them, nor the kingdom of death upon the earth. So when God created, originally created the earth, there was not supposed to be death. Mm-hmm. When it says there was no poison of destruction in them, meaning the things that bring about death wasn't here. Things that caused men to kill men wasn't supposed to be. Um, that's why when you look at the commandments of the Most High God, that's why he tells us of certain things. Like he tells us not to deal with hatred, not to deal with anger, not to deal with grudging. If you have a problem with a brother, he said you're supposed to go talk to the brother and resolve that problem. Because Christ, Christ gave us that understanding. He said, look. It have been said of old, thou shalt not kill. But I'm telling you that you should not hate your brother without a cause. You should not bear a grudge against your brother. So he was letting us know right then and there that we had to deal with grudging. Because those are the things, as we were saying before, these things lead to death. It leads to murder. And uh, all the other things, that's why when we, uh, we have a story in the Bible of Cain killing Abel. The reason why he did that because he didn't continue in the works of God. He went and followed the works of Satan. So he wasn't walking the way he was supposed to be walking and dealing how he was supposed to be dealing. So uh when you read that, read that again for me, that last that last verse. Uh, verse uh, fourteen. Yeah. For he created all things <clears throat> that they might have their being, and the generations of the world were were helpful, and there is no poison of obstruction in them. Nor the kingdom of death upon the earth. Mm-hmm, <clears throat> For righteousness, righteousness is immortal. So righteousness is immortal. I mean, if we follow the commandments of God from the beginning, that was immortality. That's righteousness. Same thing. If we repent from our sins and we follow the words of God, then we would have we would get immortality through our Lord and Savior. <clears throat> but a lot of people don't do that because, like we read in Psalms eighty-two. They know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. The whole foundation of the world is out of course. And when, when we look at this world, we look at the, the, the religious ways of worship. We look at the holidays. We look at how people deal with issues. And we look at the scriptures. We see clearly 
whole world is out of course according to how the original purpose of the Heavenly Father is totally off. Um, read that last verse for me, verse 16. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 16. But ungodly men with their works and words called it to them. So they called death to them with their works and their words. Read on. For when, for when they thought to have it their friend, they consumed to naught and made a covenant with it because they are worthy to take part with it. So when it says they thought to have it their friend, it means the things that bring death. Whether it be fornication, drugs, all types of evil, uh, robbery, uh, crime, they thought to have it their friend, but then they consumed the way in it because their works were works that brought, brought forth death. You understand? Mm-hmm. And people in the world right now don't understand the scriptures. They don't understand how to please God. A lot of times you talk to people, they think that uh, the way to please God is money. You know, they talk about finance. You know, they talk about, um, I had a, a friend of mine sent me an email on um, on Facebook, and, and this email was talking about if you send this email to 30 people, you're going to be blessed with abundance. God is bringing great blessings and great abundance. Now, why would God bless you with abundance because you sent the email to 30 people? Mm-hmm. That doesn't even make sense. That's not even dealing with the scriptures. Even um, I had a conversation with my brother, and he was talking about different people he'd been taught. He'd been uh, watching these uh, different programs um, on TV and talking about how these people are deep and the things they're saying. And when you examine the things that he's saying is deep, it's not according to scriptures. Mm-hmm. What's deep is the word. Teach the word. Teach what the scriptures say. Teach the prophecies of what the scriptures are saying. But no, people are going into their own minds, their own thoughts, and their own ideas and trying to be deep. But yet the word of everlasting life, they're not bringing that forth. And the fruits of everlasting life is not being brought forth. So um, from there, I want to read another scripture because some people don't have um, the apocrypha. Another scripture that kind of shows you that when God made everything in the beginning, everything was operating the way it was supposed to operate. But now everything is off course. Read Genesis, or uh, just one verse, Genesis 131. Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So everything was good. Everything was operating on course, Mm -hmm. the way he wanted it to operate. Peace, harmony, love, and immortality. Health, no poison of death, and and nothing. Everything was operating properly. Um, One more scripture for this foundation, um, Ecclesiastes 12. Ecclesiastes in the in the Bible, um, twelve thirteen. Because the Heavenly Father had a purpose. That's what we have to understand. He had a purpose, and His plans that He had from the beginning is going to continue according to His program. Just because men went off. And diverted from his plan He's he's going to bring us back Or those that repent and follow And go along and humble themselves To his plan He's going to continue that plan Just like when you read uh, For example You read um, You read uh, the whole. Everybody like to push the scripture John's uh, 3.16 God so loved the world He gave his only begotten son That whoever should believe in him Should not perish But have everlasting life when you check out a scripture like that, that God so loved the world, 
It's just like let's say you 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 uh you made uh, the game of chess. That's your creation. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say you love the game of chess, you're not saying you love your creation. You're not saying you just love how it looks. I like that I got white, uh, dark squares and white squares, and I got these different color, different shaped pieces. You like the whole functioning of how the game is played. You know, you like the 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 way the queen moves, the way the king, or what the queen does, what the uh, pawn does, what the knight does. Everything has an order and a function. So when you say you love it, you love what your order is that you set up. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with God. The way He made the world, there was an order that He made the world in. He didn't just love everything and then sent His Son to die so everything could continue. He had an order, and He He His He sent His Son to die to sacrifice for our sins so He could reestablish that order. Because the order is going to be reestablished the way He planned it to be established. Mm-hmm. There's an order that you have Israel. You have Christ, the 12 apostles, Israel, his chosen people, and you have the other nations. And there's an order on how that whole that whole thing is supposed to flow. And it's going to go right back to that order, but he's not going to bring us back to that order if we're being disobedient to his word. So read that for me. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, you said? Yeah, yeah. And it reads, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. So that's the duty of man. Man's purpose was to fear God and keep his commandments. That's the duty and the order men's supposed to be in. So when men step out of that order, he's, he's, he's not operating properly. Something's wrong. He's diseased. He's, he's sick. He's going off from the proper order that God created him to be in. So now everything's out of course. Now, the average person, you walk up to them and you ask them concerning God's commandments, they know nothing. Mm-hmm. It's celebrating Christmas within the commandments of God. Is New Year's and Easter and all the stuff that people are all doing right now or be doing throughout this world. Is that in the commandments of God? The yeah. answer is no. That's not in the commandments of God. So where, where did all this madness come from? Everything is totally out of course. Is men getting with women, having them a sexual relationship with them, and then moving on to the next woman? Mm-hmm. Is that according to the commandments of God? No. That's against the commandments of God. They're out of course. It's totally out of course. But everybody's having a good time partying. But according to the scripture, you're not supposed to be dealing like that. You're not supposed to get with a woman and lay with her. Unless you unless you take that woman to be your wife, mm-hmm. and then you're supposed to raise your children in the admonishment and fear of the Lord, and teach them about the commandments, so they would raise up and do the same thing. But you have men laying with women, and then they go have children, leave the kid, go be with another woman. It's all madness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then you got women having multiple children with different men, don't know who the father is. It's total madness. Mm-hmm. The the celebrations that's going on have nothing to do with God. Total matter. God gave us days to acknowledge and celebrate. Is people keeping them? You have the, you have a Sabbath day that's set up. Is people keeping the Sabbath? No, they were keeping Sunday, and they're not even keeping it as a Sabbath. You got people following uh, religious philosophies, like you have Roman Catholicism. Roman Catholicism is not teaching the words of God. Roman Catholicism is teaching Roman Catholicism. That's why when you check out the history, the popes were against the Bible being translated 
so the people can read it. Because they knew once the people were able to read the Bible, they'll know what they're saying is totally is nothing that's in the Bible. So what they do, they were having people killed that was trying to translate the Bible into a language where people could understand it. They would have them put to death. Mm-hmm. So I want to read some about this thing about disease again to make sure everybody understands. There's certain things I want to highlight on this word. It said a disorder or incorrectly functioning organ, part, structure, or system of the body resulting from the effects of genetics or the, the developmental errors, infection, poisons, nutritional deficiency, or imbalance, toxicity, or unfavorable environmental factors, illness, sickness, elements. And there's some key things where, when you look at it, it says a disorder or in, incorrectly functioning organ part or structure of the body because we were created to function in a certain way. And when you look at the scriptures, no, we're not operating the way we were created to operate. Men and women are not operating on this earth the way they were supposed to operate. And the thing here with genetics, genetics is something that's received from your from your parents or the um, environmental factors. A lot of things that we learn from our parents or, or the environment that we're in is totally contrary to the will of the Heavenly Father. And for example, like we mentioned on um, the feast days, the high holy, I mean the holy days in this society, like these pagan days that people celebrate, that's part of the environment, and that's also something that we receive from our forefathers. Mm-hmm. But when we look at the in the Bible, we find that these things are wrong. But when we begin to find out that they're wrong, mm-hmm. and we want to stop, a lot of people have a hard time doing that because they're so <clears throat> used to keeping these traditions. It's just like any bad habit. Your, your your parents might have smoked or the people around you smoke. You start smoking. You find out it's wrong. You want to stop. Now you got a hard, you're having a hard time because you're diseased. You've been plagued with this thing. All types of things we learn in, in modern society on how to deal with, with women, uh, dating and all this thing, these things, the things that's going on in the environment that we're in. Mm-hmm. When we go into the Bible, we find out that, yo, this is evil. And we wonder why the death rate is so high. We wonder why disease is so high. We wonder why divorce rate is so high. Because the things that, the traditions that's being brought up in these in this environment that we're in, and the traditions we're learning from our forefathers mm-hmm. is totally out of course. Well, let me ask something, because even when you look at this word disease, there's a lot of information, um, because the disease is something... When, I'm looking at a physical, like a physical disease in your body or something, mm-hmm. uh, an ailment in your body. That's what we're reading here. It says a disorder or incorrectly functioning organ. You know, someone that catches cancer is a disease that spreads through their body, and then it, what's the ultimate the ultimate um, um, destruction after is death. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a disease that's going through your body, and it's killing your, your, um, your cells off. You know what I mean? And it's killing you off, and it's putting you to death. Mm-hmm. Um, also, where it says um, poison, look, yeah, you got poison. There are people are there's people being poisoned just like the foods we eat. There's stuff in the food that's poisoning us and it's causing Absolutely, death. Absolutely, yeah. You know, there's factories. There's, there's these different uh, 
uh, what do you call it? Like that movie, um, what was that movie, man? With uh, I forgot the name of that movie real quick. But 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 remember where where they had poison the water or poison the ground. Other people will pick up. They'll live in these areas. They drink the water. The water is polluted. The water got poisoned in, it, and all of a sudden you catch a disease from the water and you die. All right. The environment. Everywhere we live, there's certain things in the environment that's causing death, just like you're bringing out. All right. Well, you got GMO in the food. You got uh, things that's being put in the water, like fluoride, mm-hmm. and um, they say there's a lot of pharmaceutical pharmaceutical drugs. If people improperly dispose their pharmaceutical drugs in the toilet, the water gets filtered. But the filters they have from the water, from the water where when you flush the toilet, the system that it goes through, and the filtration system they have mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't um, um, block the pharmaceutical drugs. So the pharmaceutical drugs is going back into the water that we drink. Not only that, they're putting fluoride and all kind of things in the water that's really not made for our bodies. That's bad for our bodies. Exactly. You know, so there's all types of poison in the in the environment. And the most I tell us in the scriptures that we will eat our, our bread defiled among the heathens. Yeah, this is that movie. It's called uh, Aaron Brockovich um, with Julia Roberts, where the water was poisoned and people was dying off. I think it was causing cancer or whatever. And it was, a, I think it was supposed to be a true movie or based on true events. Oh, but, yeah? but the whole point is that I'm trying to bring out is that this poison kills you and destroys you. And you're and you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it spiritually, if you still conform, um, still performing these acts of idolatry, fornication, adultery, murder, selling drugs, doing drugs, eventually you gotta understand that you have a disease, and that disease is going through your body. You are you're performing these acts just like you catching a disease and you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Well, ultimately that disease is gonna destroy you, and you're going to die spiritually. Mm-hmm. So if you don't realize that you have a disease. When someone catches a disease like cancer, oh, my God, I got cancer. Is it the early stages of cancer? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if it's the early stages of cancer, we can catch it and mm-hmm. you survive. Yeah. It's the same thing spiritually. You know what I'm saying? Once you realize you have a disease of fornication, stop committing it. If you're a man having sex with men, you need to stop. You're in the early stages before Christ comes. You need to stop because you can catch it before you die. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's the same thing. It's like people got to understand that you have a disease, and eventually that disease is going to catch up to you, and then you're going to die. Yeah. But God's giving you a chance to catch it soon, just like cancer. Catch it in the early stages. Let's get rid of it before you ultimately die. And this is what this whole... You know, this whole show is about Is to make sure people understand that Yes, brother, you have a disease when you're cheating on your wife Yes, you have a disease when you When you get a, when you go into the forest And you cut down a tree And you deck it with silver and gold And you put gifts underneath it, okay And you give it to your children That's a disease you have That's idolatry So now you gotta repent And cut your early while you can Understand what that is And stop doing it yeah, a lot of people don't realize that it is a disease, but mm-hmm. we're gonna, you know, read some scriptures to show you that it is a sickness and it is a disease. Mm-hmm. And when you in it, you don't realize it because you're having a good time, and you may look at it like, man, what the hell? What they talking about? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I'm gonna continue to do what I'm doing because I enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you enjoy it because you don't understand because you're walking in darkness, like the scripture said. They know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness because mm-hmm. you don't really know the. The root and the origins of the things you're doing And that really what you're doing is And we're going to read that also Is that you serving Satan That's right You serving Satan um, Get me Jeremiah 16 
Jeremiah 16, I want to I want to make a point to establish that yeah, these things are um are customs and traditions that's handed down. It's just like disease. Disease is genetics. A lot of times, disease is handed down from from uh, one parent, from the parent down to the child, which is learned behavior. Exactly, learned behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, it's learned behavior. So this is Jeremiah chapter sixteen. Read verse nineteen. <clears throat> verse nineteen reads, <clears throat> "O Lord, my strength and my fortress, and my refuge in the day of affliction." And that, I want to <clears throat> stop there for a second because there is a time the Bible prophesies. Of a time as as uh, has never been before, where there is a day that's coming that's a day considered a day of affliction, where there's going to be a lot of killing, a lot of sorrow. It's it's going to be a very terrible time. It, it, um, there's a there's a scripture that prophesies about those that are that return back to God, return back to their proper order. That a thousand going to fall at their right hand, two thousand at their left hand, but yet it shall not come unto them. So there is a, t- a terrible time coming, but it says, oh, Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. So those that are returned back to the Lord have a fortress. They have uh, protection in that time. But this is what's going to happen in, in that time, because a lot of people are going to find out that what they've been told by their pastors, what they've been told by their forefathers, what they've been told by... TV or whatever, or by the doctor, by the philosophers, by the scientists. Mm-hmm. They're going to find out that all these things were lies. Mm-hmm. Hey, read that for me. Oh, Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. Vanity <clears throat> mean like. It's really nothing. The stuff is just stuff that's made up, mm-hmm. and things wherein there's no profit. Because the way people are, are worshiping um, Roman Catholicism, Islam, all these, these different philosophies, there's no profit in these things. Mm-hmm. Putting a tree in your house, there's no profit in that. You know, um, trying to get lay down with <clears throat> as many women you can and things of that nature. Get as many notches in your belt as you can. There's no profit in that. And these things that you have inherited, you have inherited from your forefathers. But it says right here, it says the the Gentiles, mean the nations, shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth, mean all over this earth, and shall say, surely our fathers have inherited lies. Inherited mean it was passed down. How do you raise a child? Lies. Yeah, Christmas. Lies. Easter, lies. You know, a father raising their child, you know, hook them up with the first pizza behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 not even teaching them how to be a man and how to take care of a family, how to have morals and understand how to find a woman and teach the scriptures before you marry that woman, before you lay with that woman. Instead, mm-hmm. you want to hook your son up with a with a with a piece of behind and think he's doing something. And when your your son running around have all these different girls, oh yeah, that's my boy right there. Yeah. You know. A bunch of madness, you know, hustling, selling drugs, trying to be the the Nino Brown of the town, you know. It's just it's just sad, man, because we inherit lies, man. We think these things are great and something to admire, you know. It's the opposite. We shouldn't embrace, you know, dung. We shouldn't embrace yeah. this. You know what I'm saying? And and what people don't realize when they're teaching their kids that they're making their kids sick. Mm-hmm. 
they're teaching their kids something that's making them sick because it's something that's not going to help them or profit them, but it's going to make them be a um, be a bad person. It's going to make them be a, a, a horrible husband. They, mm-hmm. How are you a husband when you when your father's teaching you how to be a player? Exactly. You know, and, and you may think that's that's crazy, but a lot of people do that. They teach their sons how to be a womanizer. Mm-hmm. How to pick up women. That's what they do. They don't teach them how to be a husband and how to be a father. How to get marry the first woman you you know marry the woman that you get with you marry her and make her and make her your wife. They don't teach mm-hmm. that. No. They tell you to sow your wild oaks, man. Mm-hmm. Don't don't marry the first woman you get with. Yeah. Don't marry the first man you get with. No, you're too young. You're too young to settle get down. Get experience. Yeah, you're too young to settle down. Which is an evil thing, an evil lesson. Mm-hmm. I even heard them um, watching the show. Uh, on, what's that lady on TV? They uh, the tall, big tall lady, uh, Jenny. No, nah, I mean the one that has a show where she gossips about everything. And Wendy people, Williams. Wendy Williams. You have people calling her for advice, and her advice is leave your husband or or don't marry that young. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures say if you're gonna be with a man, you supposed a woman's supposed to have a husband, and you supposed a mother's supposed to teach her. Tell her Timothy supposed to teach her daughter how to love her husband, mm-hmm. how to raise her children. Those are the things that's valuable and precious in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. But these things are not being taught. Give me also um, First Peter, the first chapter. First Peter is one, and we're going to read uh, verse 18. 19? 18. 18. First Peter is one and 18. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers. So we were redeemed. We're supposed to be redeemed from the vain conversation received from our fathers. And when you look at the term of uh, vain conversation, if someone's conversation is vain, what someone's talking about, which is what basically in this world, the conversation is vain because all people talk about is um, money, sex, drugs. Uh, sports mm-hmm. and things of that nature, celebrating pagan days and things of that nature. What your conversation is is usually what you'll do. People usually do what they talk about and what they would like to do. But right here we read in the scriptures, it talks about our conversation was vain, received from our forefathers. So what we learn from our forefathers is vain because what we learn from the scriptures is totally contrary to what we're learning from our forefathers. What we learn from the scriptures is totally contrary to what we're learning from the environment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I wanted to make that clear that when you look at this world and you look what's going on and you look at how the people deal with situations, it's evil. Even how people deal when they have a, a, a disagreement with somebody. People don't even know how to deal when they have a disagreement with somebody, and and the scriptures show you all that. If people were to follow the scriptures and keep the commandments of God, you would have peace on this earth. Mm-hmm. You'd have peace on this earth overnight. But people are not going to do that. People have their own lust they want to fulfill. I remember we was talking to these brothers about that, <laughs> about you know the conditions in our neighborhood and uh, how terrible the music is and how evil the music is now, and and I was trying to point out certain things that was going on in the music because there was this. 
I thought everybody would agree with me, but these guys was disagreeing that there was anything wrong with the music. And I was trying to show them the things that's wrong with the music. For for example, um, fornication. You have fornication in the music. Mm-hmm. Once I said fornication, right then I got rebuttal. Because one of the brothers I was talking to, he was yelling out, man, I ain't, ain't going to never stop fornicating. I ain't going to stop fornicating. I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't going to stop fornicating. What type of... How are you going to say you're not going to stop fornicating? That's what he want to do. <laughs> and you're telling me that's not a sick person? Mm-hmm. You want to take a man's daughter, and you say that you're about love and peace, but you want to take somebody's daughter and just have sex with them, or your sister and just have sex with them, and leave them and go to somebody else and have sex with them. That's That's a, a sick mind. Mm-hmm. But the average man don't look at it as being a sick mind. Why? Because he walks on in darkness. He doesn't understand. He doesn't see the filthiness in that. He just sees the the joy and the pleasure that he's entertaining for himself. But he doesn't see the corruption in society. It became the norm. Um, the majority is performing an act that's the norm. Just like when you see in the scriptures, you know, there's only a few that's going to keep these scriptures because we know we're strangers in this land. Mm-hmm. Because we understand that the abnormal behavior that's 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 being done right now we understand that it's abnormal and that it's unhealthy yeah. and that it is a disease but they don't see that they have a disease a lot of people that smoke marijuana don't think they addicted to no kind of drug yeah oh i'm just smoking i'm straight i can stop when i want you know uh even people that sniff cocaine or whatever because you got people that got a lot of money that that sniff cocaine or even shoot up heroin and do heroin and they got money. You got celebrities that do heroin and cocaine. So they got money. They just having fun with it. And they think they can stop at any given time. Yeah. You got a disease, you got a problem. They don't think they got a problem. Oh, I'm just having fun. You know? But it's a disease that's killing you, man. They you can't understand that. We telling them that it's a disease foreign because mm-hmm. Their eyes isn't open to to examining all the hurtful harm that is done to society, and that it's not in the proper order that you was created to to uh to flow in. Just like with idolatry, you you see it's so abnormal and it's such a disease. The the, the most of the world is in idolatry, and there's only a few that understand the truth and that we're we're supposed to serve in spirit and in truth and not in lies. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the world, that's why they serve Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter. That's why they can sleep with a million other dudes and a million other girls and think it's okay. Because these churches ain't teaching them to repent or change. Yeah, and and a lot of them are, are accepting these things. Like we have the society saying, ain't nothing wrong with two men sleeping together. Mm-hmm. God made you that way. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's accepting it and opening it up in churches, pastors. For crying out loud, you had a judge that was homosexual. Mm-hmm. But just think. Use some common sense. You know that it's all. But you don't even have to do that because the Bible tells you that it's all. That a man was made to be with a woman and a woman was made to be a man and bring forth children and raise a family. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Two men can't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's all. Let's go to um Second Ezra in the Apocrypha, the 8th chapter. That was a point I want to bring out on this. Um, second verse 8, start at verse 29, please. Jesus. 
And it reads, let it not be thy will to destroy them which have lived like beasts, but to look look upon them that have clearly taught thy law. Yeah, because live like beasts, God is um, right here, the scriptures describing the prophet Ezra is uh, praying to the most high God saying, look, let it not be thy will to destroy them which have lived like beasts. And you might think, how could a man live like a beast? Well, a beast don't serve God. A beast don't a beast don't serve the heavenly father. A beast a beast don't know about the creator and and uh is following the statutes and judgments of the creator. A beast don't keep uh feast days and Sabbaths and things of that nature. A beast don't know that. Mm-hmm. A beast is just living. And that's how a lot of people are. They don't know nothing about God. <laughs> They yeah. live off of instincts a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, that's and, a good point. And and, and and what they call a um, what they call an impulse behavior, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what a lot of people do. They're just straight off of impulse. They don't think. They just do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whatever feels good, whatever feels good to them, you know, whatever makes them happy, that's what they do. There's no there's no hedge. There's no laws or statutes or commandments. I just do what I want to do. All right, read on that, please. Uh, verse thirty. Take thou no indignation at them which are deemed worse than beasts. Now he's saying, don't be angry. Don't take indignation at them. At them. It says, take thou not indignation at them which are deemed worse than beasts. Mm-hmm. Because we have people doing things that even animals don't do. Yeah, it's the number one thing we always say. You don't see two, two male animals um, mm-hmm. getting married yeah. and sleeping together. You won't see that. You won't see an animal uh, going into idolatry. You won't see that. <laughs> you know, so they doing things worse than the animals. Yeah, yeah. Worse than a beast. You won't see an animal smoking crack or smoking blunts. And <laughs> you won't see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing things that, that hurt their body. Yeah. But love them that always put their trust in thy righteousness and glory. For we and our fathers do languish of such diseases. So the most I is calling here, he's calling this a disease. Mm-hmm. For you to be a person that God created to fear him and to keep his commandments, and for you to live your life and have no regard of God is a disease. Mm-hmm. And not only not have regard of God, but do things that are total immoral of God is a disease. It's a sickness. Read that again for me. For we and our fathers do languish of such diseases. So we grow on old and weak and dying, living a disease and foul life. That was a scripture you had brought out too, but I want to bring that out about the animals, about how animals are deemed better than humans. Animals are deemed better than the sons of Israel who are supposed to serve God. Mm-hmm. That's an, um, get that for me, um, Isaiah, the first chapter. Mm-hmm. That's what I brought up when we did the um, class. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, yeah, this is hot. Yeah. Let's try uh, to come out with this. Isaiah 1, uh, it depends where you want to start. Out. You just started 2. All right. Yeah, 2 is good. Isaiah chapter 1, <clears throat> chapter 1, verse 2. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. Yeah, you are the children. The children of Israel, you are the children that the Lord nourished and brought up. And the way you rebelled against them is 
what we just was talking about, walking in darkness. You're not keeping any of the Most High's commandments. Mm-hmm. You um, you you living on impulse. You're doing things which are totally against His commandments. Not only not keeping it, you're doing things that are totally against that He has commanded us not to do. Mm-hmm. And have pleasure in it. And have pleasure <laughs> in it. And not even thinking about stopping. Yeah. Not even thinking. You get offended somebody tell you to stop doing the wickedness you're doing. Mm-hmm. All right, read on. I'm going to read verse 2 again. Mm-hmm. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. Remember we talked about, too, nourish. It's very mm-hmm. important. Nourish is, is, is an important, a very important key yeah. word here because to be nourished, Keeps you and maintains, you know, stability in life, and to keep you alive. Right. You know, it, it feeds you the nutrition that you need to survive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's feeding us not just with food, exactly, but spiritual food. And he right. nourished us and brought us up with morals and instructions of life. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the main. That's the main thing. I'm glad you said that because yeah. the Most High told us how to treat our sisters. He told us how to deal with brothers. How we supposed to deal with one another. With love and peace and harmony. He told us how to deal with wives. To deal with a wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He told us how to raise the children. All these instructions are here. If there's certain foods to avoid, you won't die of cancer. Yeah. Is cancer a disease? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's certain things he's telling us to live by. Don't commit fornication. I'm bringing you up and teaching you, uh, stay away from these foods. <laughs> stay away from these things and you shall not catch no disease to die. So it's the same thing spiritually. He's bringing us up and nourishing us and feeding us with the right information so we can stay away from death. It's the same thing, man. That's how he's nourishing us up. Stay away from idolatry, man, so you can live. Mm -hmm. This is what keeps you healthy so you don't catch a disease, a spiritual disease, which is going to bring forth death. So hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner. So now he's talking about beasts. We just read the scriptures about how we're worse than beasts. Exactly. But now he's giving you an example on how men today are worse than a, than a beast. Mm-hmm. The ox knoweth his owner. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And the ass his master's crib. But Israel do not know. My people do not consider. So our people, now we don't know who our God is. Mm-hmm. Because an ox know who where he gets fed. He know who, who takes care of him. But yeah. we, our people don't know who their God is. If you put a Christmas tree in your house, you don't know who your God is. If you celebrate Easter, you don't know who your God is. And it's not something for you to get offended, but it's, it's something for you to really sit down and reflect on and examine. Because these customs come out of the Roman world. Matter of fact, they were around before then. They all go back to idolatry. Mm-hmm. It's the same. These customers around when we came out of Egypt, and the Most High God told us, "Learn not the way of the heathens." And He told us that every abomination which He hate, that the heathens are doing to their gods, to their pagan gods. So what do you do? Do you research and see if that was a custom? That the heathens were doing to their pagan gods, which God said he hates? No, you don't research nothing. You're just in an environment where they're doing this, and you think it's fun, and it's nice. 
So you don't examine nothing, you don't question nothing, you just go ahead headlong and follow it. That's why that scripture said they walk on in darkness. They know not, neither do they understand. And the worst part is you don't care about understanding. Like the scripture is about to say, you don't consider. Go ahead, read on, brother. But um, because even when you look at the ox that Noah is his owner, because when you really look at this, he knows, like you said, he knows who his owner is, meaning his master. Mm-hmm. He knows who his master is. The ass also know where uh, his master's crib. He he knows the house. He knows, you know what I'm saying, where where he resides. He knows that's his house, right? Yeah. So, but Israel do not know. What do you mean you don't know who your master is? What do you mean you don't know his house, the house of God? What do you mean you don't understand this? My people do not consider because you don't consider that you even, like, if you look at yourself, you don't even consider that you're the sons and daughters of the Most High God. You're, you're a special people, man. Exactly. You're supposed to follow the instructions that was given to you from your master. A master is someone that has authority over you, and you're supposed to bow down and submit yourselves to him. I mean, that's what a master is. Yeah. Oh, it says, ah, sinful nation. Oh, we, um, that's right. Verse four. Read three one more time. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib, but Israel do not know. My people do not consider. Yeah, that's the part I I want to kind of reflect on that, consider. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people don't want to, they don't want to even consider that, yeah, you're the sons and daughters of God. That, yeah, the things that you're doing are against God. Mm -hmm. That. God did give you give commandments to your forefathers. Mm-hmm. There are commandments that you're supposed to follow, and you're not following them. So considering these things and examining and reflecting on these things is very important. Yeah, consider what is it that's going to nourish you. You know, consider what it is that you need so you don't catch a disease. Or the disease that you do have, because there are diseases that, that people do have in their bodies, and I'm not talking about a spiritual disease right now, just a, a regular ailment to the flesh. And there's medicine that you could take. There's food you can avoid. There's certain diets that you could have, and then your disease will be healed. And it's the same thing with the Word of God. Once you learn you, you serve an idolatry, you're, you're being healed. Once you follow that and don't, don't worship it no more. You know, mm-hmm. the man, if you're a man laying down with another man and you, you're married to this man, you're, you're, you you have a sickness and you need to be healed. So when you stop sleeping with this man and you move on in life and get a get a get a wife and marry her, you you've been healed. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. sickness can be cured. And this is why the Most High God said, "Please consider what I'm telling you, because what you're doing is going to bring forth death. But if you consider and you watch what you're eating, <laughs> you watch what you're doing and you diet right." And you avoid these foods and you take this medicine and you exercise, you're going to live. That's how people, when they have a stroke, you know what I'm saying, they start dieting right and doing certain things and they overcome and now they're healthy now and they don't need to take blood pressure pills anymore or or certain medications no more. You know, they overcame their stroke. First on the side of their mouth, it was leaning this way. They couldn't talk. Their mouth was, you know, the left side (laughs) is all paralyzed, you know what I'm saying? But now they're healed. I'm breaking it down like this, people, so you can really see spiritually that you're sick like that. And in order to heal, you got to listen to the words of the Most High God and start doing it. Exactly. So read verse uh, 4. Yeah. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked 
the Holy One of Israel, unto anger. They are going away backward. Why should we? Why should ye be stricken anymore? Stricken means punished. Because yeah, we were punished. We were brought down. We went into captivity. We were scattered. We lost our identity as a people. But all these things were done so we would turn back to God and repent. But what are we doing? We're going straight headlong into more and more evil. We think it's all about money. It's all about women. You're <laughs> laden with iniquity, meaning you're covered with iniquity. You're, you're burdened Saturated. with iniquity. Mm-hmm. You want to wake up and figure out how you're going to do more iniquity. Mm-hmm. You're wise to do evil and foolish to do good. Yeah, read on. Why should ye be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faints. See, the whole head is sick. Meaning your thought process on how you're doing things and how you're operating, it's sick. It's, it's, it's polluted from the way the Most High God wants you to operate. It says... A sinful nation of people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backwards. Why should you be sticking anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart fainted. The heart meaning your mind. Your mind is fainted, man. It's, it's dying. It's, it's away. From what the Most High wants you to do It's away from repentance Read on Verse 6 From the sole of the foot even to the head There is no soundness in it But wounds and bruises And um, 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 petrifying sores They have not been closed Neither bound up Neither mollified with ointment So it's giving you an example of a sick people A people that's diseased You see who um you see people with different diseases, how their wounds are on them, and it's all cut up and open. Mm-hmm. That's how they're describing this nation. He's describing our people as a disease and sick people, man. Mm-hmm. And what is it that's the disease and sickness in the eyes of God? It's the evil things that we're doing that's against his word. But instead of repenting and turning back, we're revolting more and more because we want to follow this, the path of this world. We want to get money. We want to stack up women, stack up cars, stack up material things. Follow every wicked, demonic thing that's going on in this world. That's what we want to do. But to follow God and repent and return back to our Lord and Savior and our King, don't want to do that. Matter of fact, we want to be kings. We want to, we want to uh, have people worship us. You get some brothers where I get a little knowledge. What they do with the knowledge they get, they want other people to bow down and worship them. They want to be set up on a pedestal. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be right back to continue with the topic. Connect with the Body of Christ Church on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the BOCC. Follow us on Twitter at the BOCC. 
and view our videos on youtube.com forward slash the BOCC1. Link with us to learn more about repentance and salvation according to the Holy Bible. Remember what Christ said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. We pray that the information on our pages guide you towards true repentance to the Heavenly Father in the name of Christ. Shalom. Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash VOCC. Listen to our archive broadcast or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or what philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays, where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake. On Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m., if you are seeking salvation, listen to Scientists is the King, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you listen to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out the Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-B-O-C-C. Shalom. Shalom, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of the show. <clears throat> Can you handle the truth? And the topic today we're discussing are diseased people. Mm-hmm. And um, really talking about our people. And really, uh, it boils down to the whole world right now is in a sick and diseased state. Because the knowledge of God and the truth of God in Christ is not being adhered to. It's not being followed in this world. And everybody is basically following their lusts and their minds and and false pastors and false teachers and idolatry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna pick back up where we left off. And um, oh, you put that one back on? Yeah. Oh, okay. We left off in Isaiah one and uh, verse five. Read, yeah, I want to read verse five. All right, Isaiah uh-huh. one and five. Mm-hmm. Why should you be sticking anymore? Stricken. Yeah. Why should you be stricken anymore? Stop, stop there for a minute. Because even when you're stricken, it's just like saying a father that, that spanks his kid for doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, so let's read that one more time. Why should you be stricken anymore? Yeah. You will revolt more and more. Yeah, every time I whip your behind, you're still not listening. You're stubborn. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep whipping your behind. <laughs> 
Every time you do something wrong, I keep telling you stop doing it, and you just keep doing it. And all through history, when you see the Israelites, all through history, how many chances did he give us? How many times did he whoop our behinds and then he had mercy on us? Then he whooped our behinds and then he had mercy on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you keep saying, you just keep doing it again. You just keep, keep revolting more and more. And I keep striking you. I keep tearing your behind up. I put you in captivity. I put you in slavery. You know? And what do you do? You still ignoring the fact that I, I punish you for your doings and you don't want to repent. Exactly. And and the thing is, too, when you look at the scriptures, you see there is a people that constantly been going to slavery under all different nations. And usually the nations that are in power, mm-hmm. in the Bible, all the nations that were in power, when you talk about the ancient Egyptians, you talk about the Babylonians, you talk about the Assyrians, you talk about the Greeks, you talk about the Romans. It was the Israelites that was falling in slavery under mm-hmm. these people. Mm-hmm. Now you got the uh, the superpower, America, you got Great Britain, and you got people in these kingdoms, and they don't even make the connection. Like, this is a different planet. Yeah, right. <laughs> that this is the same people that fell in bondage under these people also, as the Bible prophesies. Mm-hmm. But what do they do? They continue. They're not, you know, they're wise enough to get master degrees and all these different degrees in the society, mm-hmm. but they're not wise enough to say, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We, in the Bible, the people of God was falling in captivity for what? Idolatry. Yeah. And, my, and me putting a tree in my house, is that idolatry? Yes. Is Easter idolatry? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. The people of God was falling into slavery for the hatred they had for one another. Are we guilty of this same thing? There's hatred all on the streets. That's why the jails fill with a whole bunch of murderers. We're killing each other yeah. off. Fornication mm-hmm. was one of the things the people of God was doing. Are we guilty of these things? <laughs> yes. You continue in the same pattern. So what's going to happen? You're going to be destroyed eventually. Exactly. Unless you repent. So read verse 5 again, and I'll let you finish it. Why should you be sticking anymore, stricken anymore? Mm-hmm. You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, mm. and the whole heart faints. So just like re- reiterating what we said earlier, and even to put the icing on the cake, everything you bring out right now, we murdering each other. We serving idolatry. We doing all these things. He's saying the whole head is sick, man. You know, the whole heart is faint. The whole head is sick. You are sick people. Okay. I keep trying to correct you, and you becoming sicker and sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. So read verse uh, six. <clears throat> From the soles of the foot, mm-hmm. even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, mm-hmm. but wounds and bruises, mm-hmm. and and Petrifying mm-hmm. sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mossified with ointment. Yeah, so the ointment is supposed to heal the wounds. Yeah. So the Most High God is saying, you know, spiritually, we got the spiritual ointment for you. You know, you need to close up those wounds. These different acts of fornication, adultery, idolatry, and all these different, all this hatred you have, like, like Cain and Abel, you know what I'm saying? You need to what? Put that oil up there. Mm-hmm. You need to heal those wounds. Yeah. You need to repent. You need to realize what you're doing. So I want to bring out this point in Jeremiah 2. There's a precept here. Let's go to Jeremiah 2. I want to bring this point out, Jeremiah 2, real quick. And let's start at verse, uh, verse 30. 
it's very important because it's going to blend in with some of the things that was done with the prophets, uh, with the disciples and things of that nature when they was teaching this word. It's all going to be connected with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, read Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 30. Actually, start at verse, uh, actually, you know what? Wow. Start at verse 27. <clears throat> yeah. Saying Jeremiah 2, 27. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. Start at 26. Okay. Mm-hmm. As the thief is ashamed when he is found, so is the house of Israel ashamed. Mm. They, their kings, their prince, and their priests, and their prophets. Because when a thief get caught <laughs> committing that act, shouldn't you be ashamed? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You should be ashamed. So now, let's just finish it out, and then you're going to see. Let's finish it out. Saying to a stock, thou art my father, mm-hmm. and to a stone, thou hast brought me forth. For they have turned their back unto me, and not their face. But in the time of their trouble, they will say, arise and save us. Because now when you look at this stock here, is re- is referring to idolatry. Exactly. <clears throat> now, Israel and Judah should be ashamed of idolatry, right? Some of these things that we're reading here, when you when you bring all this out, these are some of the things that God corrected us on. Mm-hmm. That's why I went to that precept because it's bringing out how He brought forth correction on the on the serving the stocks. That stocks is going to idolatry, people. It's going to not necessarily be uh, an idol as far as wood and stone and and a shape of a cross or shape of a so-called, you know, the image of Christ or, or things of that nature, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's the belief behind that system. You know what I'm saying? It's the belief behind that. So you got Christmas that comes from that, Easter and, and so forth. You got all these different traditions and rites and ceremonies that come behind that. All right? Mm-hmm. That's what that's going into. Yeah. Those are some of the wounds when it talks about we have wounds and there's mm-hmm. no ointment on it. Those are some of the wounds we have. We have... The, uh, idolatry, fornication, all these things, all these sins that we're committing are some of the wounds. And you, and, and it's obvious they are wounds because look at look at our communities. You know what I'm saying? Our communities are in shambles. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, 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 <coughs> what they said about 53 percent of black babies being aborted. Mm-hmm. These are wounds, man. These are these are people people that that's really been um, suffering in this world. And it's funny because. You serve our, you serve these other guys like you know before we came into the understanding of what the true God was we were serving other guys mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but now we repent it and there's things we're still learning about you know we don't know the, the whole the whole entire Bible and we don't understand everything but we're trying our best too mm-hmm. so we're still learning things that we're doing wrong yeah and we're repenting you understand what I'm saying but but some people out there are serving other guys and then when things happen they want to run to the true God for help save us yeah you know what I'm saying. He, you know how God is, God, you know, when you read these scriptures, it's like a lot of humor in it. Because he's like, go to the other gods you've been serving and tell them to save you out of your condition you in. Yeah. Why are you coming to me now? You know, and this is what the Father is saying. You know, a lot of people call themselves atheists and all this. And soon they get in the car and say, oh, God, save me. You know, I thought you didn't believe in God. You know? And, and, and uh, part of the reason why they serve these other gods is because there's no requirement. They can mm-hmm. do what the heck they want to do. They can be fornicators. They can... Do drugs or, you know, but when you come to the true God to serve him, they know they have to change. Mm-hmm. You have to change. You have to repent. Reverse uh, 28, Jeremiah two twenty eight. But where are thy gods that thou hast made thee? Mm-hmm. Let them arise. 
if they can save thee in the time of thy trouble. For according to the number of thy cities are thy gods, O Judah. How many gods do you got? Yeah. Wherefore will you plead with me? Ye all have trans- transgressed against me, said the Lord. Read. In vain have I smitten your children. Going right back to that stricken, how many times I'm going to strike you? Yeah. All right, go ahead. They receive no correction. See, they don't want to be corrected. Read. Your own sword has devoured your prophets like a destroying lion. Yeah, just like the disciples. Disciples are trying to teach people stop committing idolatry. All right? Stop doing that. Okay? We got to serve the most high God. All right? If you got a woman, marry that woman and stay with that woman. All right? Don't go now divorce this woman to go marry another woman because you didn't like something in her that had nothing to do with the scriptures. You're just tired of her. You don't want her no more. All right? So now you want to move on to another woman. Or you're abusing your wife. Or you're doing drugs. Whatever it is you're doing, you're teaching people how to repent. But what happens? Now you want to kill the prophets because of correction. Now you want to kill Jesus because of correction. You want to kill Matthew, Luke, and John because of correction. You want to kill Peter, Paul because of correction. Because that's what they were doing. When you see these scriptures, it says your own sword have devoured your prophets. Mm-hmm. Meaning those that taught you how to get right with God, you kill, you're killing them off. They, that's they, how much hatred you got inside. They hate to be told uh, they're doing wrong. Yeah. And you see that a lot, too. Like, if you ever see somebody tell a homosexual that, that what he's doing is evil, mm-hmm. you will see rage and anger come out of that person. Because if it was legal today to kill you and just get away with it, they would kill you. They would kill you for saying that. Yeah, they would kill you for saying, yo, you need to stop doing that. Stop marrying a man. You can't do that. They would kill you. You tell somebody they have to stop being fornicators, they'll try to kill you. Remember? Or stop being, idol- being in idolatry, they'll try to kill you. Remember we read that story about John the Baptist, how he got his head beheaded because all he was doing was correcting one man saying you can't take your brother's wife and marry her. Exactly. So then he got beheaded because of correction. Yeah, because the lady the lady was offended, so mm-hmm. she had her daughter ask for his head. Exactly. So this is what we're talking about, people. Like, every time you try to correct someone, that's how much hatred is them. When you correct your wife or your husband's being corrected or your children, sometimes they hate you for that correction. Mm-hmm. You know, a stranger, a so-called... Uh, or even a co-worker or whatever. Some you, people you hate. can't judge. Exactly. You can't judge. Only God can judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's read verse uh, uh, 31. O generation, see ye the word of the Lord. Have I been a wilderness unto Israel, a land of darkness? Wherefore say my people, we are lords. Yeah. We will come no more unto thee. See, this is a nice scripture, man. O generation, see ye the word of the Lord. Have I been a wilderness unto Israel? So the father is basically saying, listen, man, I have taken care of you, okay? You're my children, and I take care of you. What does it mean to be in the wilderness? A wilderness is a place where it's uninhabited. Yeah, there's nothing. It's, you can't live there. A wilderness is a place where there ain't no, it's, it's uncultivated. There ain't no place where you can grow crops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no food growing there. How are you going to make a life or a home in the wilderness? So God is saying, listen, I gave you all these things. I haven't been a wilderness unto you. I haven't left you for dead. Exactly. And then it goes on to say, wherefore, then it goes on to say, a land of darkness. He has a land of darkness to us. Doesn't make any sense. He gave us light. 
He gave a son. He is the son. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Not literally the son, people, but <laughs> so the the whole point is he was our guide, our father, our spiritual father. And what does the father normally do with his children? He provides and take care of them and nourish them and bring them up. So that's what the father is saying. While you look look on that, I'll read the next one. Okay. Verse 32, read that. Oh, no, we didn't finish it. My bad. Wherefore, say my people, we are lords. We will come no more unto thee. So now they're saying they're gods. Yeah. We don't need you, Father. We are gods. We are our own lords. And this is what the people out in the world is doing, brother. They totally forgot God. And they're saying, you know what? I'm my own God. If I want to sell drugs, I'm going to sell drugs. If I want to do drugs, I'm going to do drugs. If I want to put up a Christmas tree, I'm going to put up a Christmas tree. If I want to cuss off my wife and smack the hell out of her, that's what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? They become their own gods, man. They don't care about what the word of God says anymore because they have their own instructions. They have their own Bible and it's within their mind. If they want to leave their wives unjustly and go to another woman, they're mm-hmm. going to do that too. That's how they feel. Ain't nobody going to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care what that Bible says. Mm-hmm. So let's read verse uh, 32 real quick, and then we'll, um, we'll move on. I just want to make this other point. All right, verse 32. Mm-hmm. Can a maid forget her her ornaments or bride her attire? This is funny. That's why the most high God, I'm telling you, man, he has a sense of humor. Can a maid forget her ornaments? Now, ornaments... It could be going into jewelry when she gets all decked up. She got a jewelry on, you know, her earrings or, you know, whatever she put in her hair. You know what I'm saying? To dress it up. Mm-hmm. You know, the decoration, the stuff that come with the whatever. You decorate everything. It looks nice. In the wedding, you going to forget all that? You ain't going to forget that. What about this part? Or bride her attire? She got a wedding. She forgot her freaking wedding her dress. wedding dress. That's why this is funny. Read it again. Read it again. forget her ornaments uh-huh. or bride her attire. Uh-huh. Yet my people have forgotten me. Days without number. You can't forget God? Days without number meaning forever. It's like yeah. there is no God. That's how they act. You act like that there is no God. <laughs> when you read this, can a maid forget her ornaments? No. Can a bride forget her wedding her, her attire, meaning her wedding dress. No. So no means you can't forget God. But these pe- people became their own lords because they don't want to serve the most high God in spirit and truth. All they want to do is serve idolatry. That's what they want to do, brother. So they're going to forget the most high God because in their eyes, they think they are God. And this is why the whole world runs under that system. Do as thy will, because that is the whole of the law. I can do what I want to do. Don't tell me what to do. Leave me alone. So when people are in that spirit, leave me alone, spirit, that is not of the most high God. That's of Satan. So if you want to do what you want to do anyway, then you're serving Satan. You're not serving the most high God. So when the scriptures come out that you need to repent and stop doing these things, and you say you don't want to, you're becoming your own God. Mm -hmm. And you're not serving the most high God. And that's a very good um, scripture and a very good point because... When you check out our people and you look at the problems that that they have in their communities and the um, and the funny thing about the solutions is it's coming out of mouth of guys that are so-called pastors. Exactly. A lot of these leaders that will speak up at different um <coughs> different uh 
events where they have was, you know, to stop the killing and things of that nature, and they'll have certain pastors and deacons or whatever from churches come out and speak. They never would bring out the fact that the things that's going on could all be could all be reconnected to, to the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's all biblical, you know, and the Bible shows us on how we can overcome these issues that we have. The answer to our to resolve the problems are in the scriptures, but they're not bringing out the scriptures. What they're bringing out is um, midnight basketball and, and and things like things like that, things to keep the kids more occupied. But teaching them how to deal with someone when you have a beef, how you resolve them, to go and talk to the person and things, and the, the type of spirit you're supposed to have. When somebody approaches you and shows you, comes to correct for correction, teaching these things is not, well, they don't even know it because they, if you go to the church, they don't even teach these things. Mm-hmm. They don't even teach how marriage is supposed to be dealt with according to the scriptures. How a child is supposed to uh, be raised and when they when they can date and can't date. They even have shows of, of uh, pastors on TV and their houses are out of order, and their children are out of order, and they're not being raised according to the scriptures. So it's obvious they don't even know the scriptures, and they're not even teaching the scriptures. Because they themselves are sick. Exactly. How did a diseased person cure you? They don't understand. They, they're walking in darkness, just like the rest of the world. They, they disease themselves. <laughs> they can't even cure themselves, but they can cure you. They Most of them... Are into idolatry themselves. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Romans chapter six real quick, okay. and this is going to blend into what you you want to bring out anyway. So let's uh, go to Romans six. Um, I'll just go right to the point. Go to verse uh, nineteen. Romans six. All right, Romans six nineteen. Mm-hmm. I speak after the manner of a man because of the infirmities of your flesh. Yeah, right back. Another word for infirmity is going right back to that disease. Mm-hmm. And and, and your exactly, and it's in your flesh, and this is what we got to understand that it, this is talking about the opposite of the spirit. <laughs> this is going to your own mind, your fleshly thoughts, your desires, your lust, and that's what it's going into. So read it again. I speak after the manner of a man, mm-hmm. because of the infirmities of your flesh. Read. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness. And to iniquity upon iniquity. See, just letting you know what that infirmity is. Mm-hmm. It's going into iniquity into iniquity. And that's that disease that's piling up in your body. Disease of sin. Read on. So now you're your members, servants to righteousness unto holiness. But now you can be healed through that. You know what I mean? If you want to now serve holiness, it will reverse itself. You know what I'm saying? And this is something that we have to understand. We have to become healed. But the proper way to be healed, and you're going to go to that scripture in a minute, which we've been bringing out. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the icing on the cake with the scripture you're going to bring out. But before we even bring that out, let me just uh, go to Romans 8 real quick. I just want to show you this one thing I want to bring out in verse 5. Let's start at verse 5. Romans 8 and 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Yeah, so the things that's in that flesh, the infirmities and that sickness you have, that disease, the disease of idolatry, the disease of hatred and malice and wickedness, a, a disease of adultery and fornication. These different things, them are the things you mind because them are the thoughts you have, and that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be your own God, by all means, that's what you're going to do. 
So for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. I mean, now if you want to heal yourself and you want to understand what the Most High God is saying, then your mind is going to reverse now, and you're going to now understand what you need to do to, to be healed. But read verse uh, 6 anyway. But to be cardinal-minded is death. So cardinal-minded is another word for a fleshly mind. Yeah. And that's going to bring forth what? Death, because that disease has now spread all through you, and now the results and the reward of it is death. Mm-hmm. And and you want to reverse that. You you don't want to have that. You know. So now read the next part. But to be cardinal minded is death. Mm-hmm. But to be spiritual minded is life and peace. See now you can reverse it. Yeah. The spiritual mind, the understanding of these scriptures, will teach you how to repent, and then it won't bring forth death. It's going to bring forth life now, because mm-hmm. the word of God is life. And now when you apply it to your life, literally, you're going to live forever. In the time of judgment day, and it's going to reverse that stage of disease that brought forth death, which was sin. It was sin, just like with Adam and Eve. Don't eat from the tree. Oh, I'm going to eat from the tree anyway. Then they ate the tree and brought forth death, just like we die today. But it's going to be reversed through 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 the blood of Christ because now we believe in Him, and now through Him we have mercy to repent. And now the day of judgment, if we die now, the day of judgment. When he rises up from the from the um from the from the dead, we're gonna live for life. Mm-hmm. So death ain't gonna have that power. So we can reverse death. You know, it's something a lot of people don't understand too, man. Because I notice um um sometimes I, like when we was out speaking that time, we have people, you know, we saying repent, we saying don't sin, we saying keep the commandments, and we have people shaking their heads <coughs> and saying amen. But they out there shopping on Sabbath day because a lot of people don't really fully understand, you know, the commandments of the most high. They say, yeah, they'll agree keep the commandments, but they don't understand the commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why when it says to be spiritual minded is life and peace. It's talking about keeping the commandments. Spiritual minded means your mind is following what's written in the scriptures. Your mind is following Christ. You're, you're following the examples of Christ. What did Christ do? He kept the commandments. And a lot of people don't understand that because we even had a guy that, that had called us one time and wanted to talk to us, and he was saying, well, we don't have to do all that. But when you look at the scriptures, yes, you do have to do that because either you're cardinal-minded or you're spiritual-minded. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing it, you're being cardinal-minded, meaning you're doing the will of your flesh. Mm-hmm. But you cannot. Right here we're reading it. I'm going to read this again, verse... Uh, Six, mm-hmm. for to be cardinal-minded is death, I meaning you're following your lust. You're going after whatever lust that you like to do, you're just following it. But on the opposite side, but to be spiritual-minded is life and peace. Verse 7, because cardinal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. Mm-hmm. So it tells you that the, a cardinal mind is not subject to the laws of God, but a spiritual mind is subject to the laws of the Heavenly Father in the understanding of Christ. In a fleshly mind, if more people want to do studies and research it, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, it brings out what the fleshly mind is, and it brings out different you know, characteristics of what that is. And it's all the things that we've been bringing out, but it goes... If you, you got time, read it. Galatians five nineteen, and it brings out in detail certain parts of the flesh. Yeah. I'm gonna read this on uh, verse eight. Mm-hmm. So then, they that are in the flesh.
cannot please God. Exactly. Because you're doing the things that your flesh wants to do. You're basically doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you can't please God doing that. The way you please God is by keeping his commandments. That's why when you're doing what the flesh wants to do, that's called sin. Mm-hmm. You're doing sin. When you're doing the commandments, that's why sin is the breaking of the commandments. So the cardinal mind is breaking the commandments of God, but the spiritual mind is subject to the commandments of God. Which is the laws of God, yeah. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. So if your cardinal mind is what? If you're a, a sinner, what are you considered? Let me get the scripture now. Um, Matthew's 9. This is going to answer that question. Matthew 9, starting at verse 10. Matthew chapter 9, verse 10. <clears throat> and it reads, And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eat your masters with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold me not a physician, but they that are sick. So basically Christ is saying that those that are sinners are sick. Yeah. I mean, those that are living according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. They're sick. Read on. But ye, excuse me, but go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call righteous, righteous excuse me, to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So Christ said he came to call sinners to repent. That's right. I Meaning he calling sinners to stop breaking the commandments of God. Mm-hmm. Stop breaking the commandments of God. And that's what's going on in the world now. The whole world is operating in a zone of breaking the commandments of God. So what they need, they need a physician. Why do you need a physician? Because you're sick. Mm-hmm. You're sick. Mm-hmm. And this really brings it out clearly. But we have a lot of people who say they follow Christ, but yet they're not doing what Christ said. Because Christ here, he said, I came to call sinners to repent. So how can you say you can continue in sin and be a follower of Christ? You can't do it. You're still sick. Get me on. Um, I got two scriptures I'm going to hit real quick. Um, Luke 6.46. Forty six, and I'm here. Second Timothy, so and then we can close it if you. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm All right, Luke six forty six. Luke chapter six, verse forty six. And why call and why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? So Christ is saying, asking a very simple question: How can people call him his Lord, and they're not doing what he said? Because he said he came to call sinners to repentance. So how could you not be repenting? How could you not stop idolatry and say Christ is your Lord? Mm-hmm. How can you not stop fornication in Christ and say Christ is your Lord? How can you not stop homosexuality and say Christ is your Lord? Mm-hmm. How can you not stop, stop grudging and hatred and anger and vengeance and say Christ is your Lord? Because all these things are things he commanded us to stop. Mm-hmm. All right, last scripture, um, 2 Timothy 2. 2 Timothy is the second chapter. And verse 
Since thing is doing something. I know, it's doing that all day. And then it's still over here, straight, and this is, I don't understand. It looks like it's about to disconnect. It's, um, okay. Second Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to acknowledgement, excuse me, to acknowledging of the truth. So it said, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. So we're supposed to instruct you that you're doing things against yourself by committing sins, by breaking the commandments of God, that these things are, you are a diseased person and you need to change. That's why it reads on and says, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God eventually give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So they may, they acknowledge that the word that we're saying is true because it's coming out of the Bible. It's the words of the Heavenly Father in Christ. All right, read on. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. And that's the thing. When you are in that state where you're serving the flesh, where, you, where you're in idolatry, you're in fornication, when you are doing these things, you are serving the devil. That's what 26 just said. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil because you're being in a trap of Satan. You are officially a servant of Satan if you're serving the flesh and you're not keeping the commandments of God. You have to realize that. Who are taken captive by him at his will. It's very simple. It's very clean, cut, and dry. What are you doing? If you will not repent, you are serving Satan. Mm-hmm. So once you acknowledge the truth, you can begin that healing process. Let me get one more scripture. Um, uh, Matthew's 13. And I'm going to end it with that unless you have anything else. Mm-hmm. Matthew's 13. And go straight to the point. Verse 15. Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. And it reads, For this people's heart is wax, excuse me, is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have clothes. And that's how people are now. When you start telling them about repentance, you start telling them about what they're doing is wrong. They, they don't want, their hearts is wax gross. Their eyes, they close. I mean, they don't see all the evil that's going around them. They close their eyes to it because they're having a good time. They close their ears to the fact that you're showing them that, look, there's a problem here. There's a problem. People are not walking in righteousness. People are walking evil in the eyes of God in Christ. Hey, read on, brother. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. See, I should heal them. But in order for God to heal them, they have to do what? They have to see with their eyes, see what's going on, and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts. I mean, look at these scriptures. Read what's going on. Read. Look at what's going on in the world. Understand. And convert means change, repent, and God will begin that healing process. You will, you will begin to be healed and go back into proper order on how you was created to yes, walk. And that's how you're going to heal yourself. And if anybody tell you anything different, they're lying. Because the scriptures mm-hmm. tell you right here you have to repent and be converted. And the only way to be converted is getting back to these scriptures and understand what the Most High wants from you and stop doing what you're doing. Stop it. Change. 
Exactly. And with that, you know, we thank you for tuning in. And uh, may the Most High Christ bless you and increase the fruits of your righteousness. And with that, we say shalom. Shalom. The Body of Christ Church invites you to listen to all our... If you would like to contact us or learn more about the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is one 871 1712 Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, contains our telephone number and email address, as well as audio and video biblical lessons and other information geared toward edification and repentance and good works. Again, our website address is thebocc.com. So please feel free to connect with us today. Jog three miles before breakfast.